I think on the first of all I have to apologize about my English. I'm Swiss, so but I think you will understand. So when I make any mistakes, so don't. Uh, what shall I do? Um, I think on the flyer you had, or on the on the advertisement you saw, it's a raising of a next generation. That was the title. So. We have first to contemplate that when we speak in the Bezyankiv about uh, raising the next generation, we are speaking about the core essence of Yiddishkeit, which goes over to the next generation. Because that is a unique place of a Jewish woman, which she is giving over the essence of this whole thing. She doesn't give over details, she gives over the essence. You see that, to know, uh, give, I give over here two tsiurim, you see that by, by uh, Miriam, when, uh, by Miriam, that was twice by Miriam, but she that by Miriam, when she passed away, so it says in Rashi, that Miriam had the schus to pass away with what you call a misas nishike. That's a very special thing, that's a, don't want to explain what that means, but Moshe Rabbeinu saw this Madrega happening by Aaron Akoyen, and he, he really wanted to reach that Madrega. But Rashi says, Miriam and Leah also reached that Madrega. But only the Possum doesn't say it explicitly, because there's a certain reason for that, but uh, she reached the same Madrega. Now, we would never fathom that a woman can reach that unbelievable Madrege which Moshe Rabbeinu aspired when you want or wanted to reach without Tfilin, without Tzitzis, without Chiyuv of Davening, without all these things with, which are the mitzvahs she has all these mitzvahs she didn't need to reach that unbelievable Madrege which Moshe Rabbeinu wanted to reach. Moshe Rabbeinu, which was definitely the biggest man we ever had in Klavis Royal, but he wanted to reach that Madrega. But Miriam Anavia was able to reach that without the mitzvahs. So that is something which is unbelievable. But that is the koyach of a Jewish woman, that she can reach the essence of Yiddishkeit, the essence of the whole thing, without going into those details of the mitzvah shazman grover when you want. The second is, the second CEO of that is, we see that, that's a Hiddish epistle, we see that by Yetzirah Mitzrayim, that comes up soon, in Pesach, in Shvish of Pesach, when the Kreisrael uh, was going through the, the Red uh, Yamsuf, so we're going through the Yamsuf, and then they said, Shira Sayom. That's what they were singing. And then, afterwards, it says that the women took the tupimumachoyles, that means the tambourine, something like this, you call that. They took that, and they were playing those, those instruments. And Miriam, Vatan Lohem Miriam, Shirul Hashem, Kigoigo, Susvaroy, Romobayom. That's what Miriam says. Now Rashi first explains where did they have these tambourines from? 
where did they have these these instruments? Where did they got it? Get it? So then he said, because those women, they were so confident that there will be big miracles happening by Yeshua's Mitzrayim, they took these tamarins with them. So normally, for a normal person, you are dealing with a song of praise only after the miracle happened. You have that, we know that from the Briskarov, yeah? You are making the shiro, you're dealing with the, dealing with the song, the shiro, you're dealing with that after the miracle happened. But those women, with their bitochen, they reached the madreiga that even before anything happened, they were 100% confident that this will happen and they took, took out these two bimurchoyves. And now it says that Miriam, Atan lohem Miriam, Shiro Hashem so Rashi says, "Atan lohem Miriam." Rashi says, "Moshe oimer Shiro, va'anoshim oinim achrof." That means Moshe says Shira Hayom, and the man answered him. So he said one pasuk. Like when you say, when you when you have this, uh, the one says, and then you the whole the whole congregation answers the same pasuk, one after the other one. So they said, "Hallel like this." So that's what Moshe Rabbeinu did. That's what happened. And then Rashi says, Umiriam Oimeres Shiro. Full stop. And it doesn't say what did the women do. So Rashi would say, have to say the parallel. Miriam Oimeres Shiro. Vanoshim Oinois Achareo. It doesn't say. It says Miriam Oimeres Shiro. That's it. Rashi doesn't say. It doesn't bring the conclusion. So what happened here? So the point is, according to what I understand, the point is, the women said nothing. They didn't say a word. They only played the tambourine. And that was such a deep expression of faith and betoken, which you can't, ex- you can't express in words. It's like the Tkia Shoifer, when you are blowing the Shoifer, that is the deepest uh, the deepest um, uh, speaking when you want. It's not a speaking, but it's deeper than speaking and you say something with a shoifer which you can't express in explicit words. The same thing was with the tambourine. And Miriam simply explains to them what is included in this music. So Tan Lohem Miriam means, according to that what I thought, Lohem means she didn't answer the women, she answered the tambourine. Yeah? And so she answered the tupim umachoilis because the lohem is zocho. Not she didn't answer the women. No, she answered the. So that is the depth of a Jewish woman, not only from Miriam Manuvio of any Jewish woman, the depth is that the essence of Judaism is expressed by her deeper than what is able to be expressed in words. So that's what we saw by these women which went out of Egypt, which that's the core of all of the Jewish nation. And they had this unbelievable matrege that they incorporated in themselves this essence of the whole thing. And that was so deep 
that you weren't even able to say words. You only were able to make this music the way is the same way you are blowing the shofar. So this is the special place of a Jewish woman in the Klali soil. That's why Judaism goes over through the mother. Because the essence of Judaism is going to the next generation through the mother. So when we speak over here about raising a next generation, it's not only raising the girls, it's really raising a next generation, because that is the whole point, that you are able to have such a deep connection to Judaism, which that will be able to give, to be given over to even a further generation. That is what we want to do. Now, there is a problem in that, and we have to be honest, there is a big problem, and those are nice words to raise the next generation, I was very inspired by the words, I don't know what means inspired, you have to explain that to me, but the Americans say, say that, that's right, I'm inspired by the words raising a next generation, and then I thought, that's like nonsense, because, because, we do not know what will be the difficulties with what the next generation will face. We do not know. Today, even the parents themselves, which are actually living with their own children, a lot of times they have no clue what is the involvement of the child in the world about. They have no clue. So now we want to raise a next generation which have no clue what will be the issues, what are the issues the next generation will deal with. So how do you raise a next generation when you are absolutely um, dealing with a big unknown, which this is the essence of our problem when we want to really establish a way of educating towards a next generation. We have to educate in a certain way, which whatever will come up, which Nisoyan a person will face, he will have a toolkit that he can measure up with that. That is the problem. But we do not know what will be faced. So that, that needs a special, uh, a special Hisboinenus contemplation, you say that? Hisboinenus is a better word, you know. But a special Hisboinenus, what are we obligated to do in order that these girls should be really on that level that they can give over the essence of Yiddishkeit to the next generation which we don't know what will be. Eh? So that is I think the problem we are dealing with. So I want to how long do I speak? I don't know. <laughs> Whatever they will fall asleep. I want to first to say so I don't know what will be afterwards. They were good. They were good. They were, they were good. Uh, a good um, uh, uga. I don't know whether yeah, cookies or whatever it is. I can't eat them. I'm diabetes. But um, but uh, you have to know. So whenever someone wants to get up and go out, so please do that because the first person which wants to get up and go out, that's me. But I can't do it because I have to finish the speech. So you don't have to finish any speech. So don't feel pressured from, that, from what I say. Okay, that is a fair, fair agreement. So, so
so then I feel free that I, I will not make too long. I'm not the type of making things very long, but I don't want to, to be too much of a burden to the people. Okay? So I want to contemplate about one thing which normally is overlooked in the essence of life itself, which that is what we deal with. So I want to think about life itself. That means life in a very, uh, in a biological sense, that a person is alive or even a cell is alive. So the, the, the most basic ingredient of life is that the inside of the cell is different than the outside. That's the most, most basic ingredient. There's nothing more basic to that. You can't have life going on from a thing which doesn't have an inside different than the outside. That is the difference between dead material, when they take this thing so you make a hole in it, so all the way through it's all the same. So that means it's dead material. But when you have a living organism, the inside of the organism is different than the outside, and that goes down till to the one cell of a person, of, a, of, any, of anything. The cell has to have a difference between the inside and outside, otherwise that's the death of the, of the cell. Yeah? Inside and outside is the same, that's called, that's, that's finished. Yeah? So, we don't, we are not aware of that. We always think, Pemius is a big mile, no. Inside and outside have to be separated, and that has to be two different things. That is the core ingredient of life. It's the core ingredient. In order that should happen, you need a membrane from, out, from around. You know, every single cell has such a thing. I don't know how to go really into making an eye. I can't even write on that thing. But uh, but you know, don't we make, make make some some? But it is like a um, like a, a envelope. You call that I think an envelope around which that separates is inside from the outside. So the envelope is very important. That's the first. The second, you need. Um, Stoffwechsel, you call you call that in, in German. I think change of uh, exchange of nutrients, something like this. That you call that. Uh, there's perhaps a. Uh, I don't. I, I know it in German. I don't know it in English. So, but that's that you need. You need to get from the. You have nutrition. You have nutrition coming, and then you have to take that in, but only a certain type. You can't take in anything which comes, otherwise you would be dead. You have to. You have to be very very picky what the cell takes into itself and not everything can enter we know that from coronavirus that the virus has a certain a certain trick that he can enter a cell even so better he shouldn't enter and that's the problem yeah so you, you shouldn't take anything in you should not you have to be very very specific what can you take from the out from the outside and what can't you take from the outside so this is the basic ingredient of life itself. Every life on the world is built like that. There is no life going on without that. No. So today, when people are light-handedly saying that we have to be open to the world, and we have to be to the ball, on the ball, we have to be really taking in, and we will already know how to deal with that, 
you are making a hole in the membrane and you will be spiritually dead. That's the ingredient of life. I can't help. All the intelligent speaking which you have, that you have to be open and everything is going and you have to be exposed and you have to do this. We are dealing with the essence of life. Life is only able to exist when there is a consistent envelope going around. That's it. Now, you are not isolated. When you'll be isolated from the surroundings, you'll die too, because you have no nutrition. You need your nutrition. But there are two things. The one is the membrane outside, and the other one is the nutrition, which comes in with that, what you call in German, the word that Stoffwechsel. That means you are taking that, and you take that apart, and the thing which is good for you, you take in. The thing which is not good for you, you leave it outside. Yeah? That is what life is about. When we want to be alive in a spiritual sense, we have to educate on these two core principles. We have no choice. It, it looks to me like people are not aware that how can you think by us, Torah, is life. That we want to have a spiritual life. And the spiritual life is not only some... some, um, some um, some uh, momentous uh, elevation of my feelings towards something spiritual it's a whole world it's a whole life when we want to create a spiritual life we have to learn how life is built and that's the way life is built okay I think that is a very fair beginning yeah? without I think that's that's what it is yeah? So you can't be more clever than the world. No, no, I am. I do it differently. No, this, in the world, this not, not one creature does it differently. Every every creature in the world does it that way. Yeah? That there is a difference between the inside and outside, and there is an envelope which separates the inside from the outside, and you have to have this nutrition which comes in. Yeah? That it is this nutrition which comes in in a very specific way. So I think that is the background of our discussion. When we want to educate a younger generation to have the essence of life of Yiddishkeit, we have to educate them that they should have an envelope, membrane. That's what they have to have first. And the second is they have to know how to have this exchange of nutrition with the world outside. We have to be educating on these two things. Yeah? Those are two things we have to educate. There has to be a membrane. We can't be open to everything. That is, that doesn't go. No, you can't be open to everything. There has to be a certain, a certain um, separation from the outside world and the inside world. It has to be. So this is one of the big problems in the whole in the, in the new digital age. That this this separation from inside and outside is gone. Yeah? It's gone. The, the whole, your whole perception of you is the outside. It's like, it's like the cell opened up. And what you think you are is the likes. Or what you are is the information you can produce in front of others. You have no inner life. There's nothing inside there anymore, you know. 
It's imported and given over. Imported and given over. Imported and given over. Yeah? But it's nothing inside there with your own pro- thought process, your own, your own, um, uh, your own um, uh, preferences, which only you have. This is not existing anymore. Yeah? It's about not to exist. And that's what it means, spiritual death. That's one of the big problems today, and we have to measure up with that, because you want to stay alive. And staying alive is only possible in that way, that the inner world is a world by itself. Now, we have, so we have two, two things. We have to be, uh, we have to have an envelope, and we have to be healthy. Because taking up nutrition is a danger that you are taking in non-healthy food. Yeah, you could poison yourself, or you could get a, a, a virus which that enters your your system, and then that's not good. So you can have also a ruchnistic virus which enters your system, and then it's not good. You have to stay healthy, but you also have to say stay. Um, your inner world has to be a little bit separated from the outer world. And now, these two issues of a membrane in Ruchnius and health, th- those are approached in a different way from a Moiset, and f- Moiset means from an from a educational organization. That's, that, that's nice, that's right. So, for some educational organization and from home. Those are two, th- these two main issues which is the separation from in, in and out and the, separ- the, the point of health that you are a healthy individual that you know how to take things in and digest that in the right way the home and the educational institution deals with that in different ways and that there is where the home and the educational institution are complementing each other we, ha- we need both we can't rely only on the educational system that our children should grow into healthy individuals. This is foolish, because you need a home, and the home has to give over something. That has to be, because the home is there for something. But you can't say, I rely only on home, so I don't want to be against homeschooling, but we speak now about the the Machon, which the Machon is not about homeschooling, I think so, that's right. It's about the school itself. Or you say, tell me it is like homeschooling, only, ah, okay. I don't want to go with you, with your, with your no, I, I, no, let's take it, it is, a, it is an institution. Institution has a bad flavor, no? It's a bad flavor. So it's not an institution, it is a Machon, okay? It's, a, it's something like this, which has its own rules. So, when we are thinking about uh, institu- uh, about the machon, so the machon has to provide a frame for the girls. This is very essential. And uh, whatever you do, whatever is going on in uh, school, school has walls. Walls means that they don't move. They do not. No, a wall is not moving. What shall I do? When, or when these walls would move, that wouldn't be a good idea. Okay, in Los Angeles, much why there's a earthquake, you know. But when the walls begin to move, 
it's not funny to be in the building. That's right. The walls should better not move. And it's always like this. And it's an essential part in education that a child has to deal with that, that there are walls in life. There are walls. What shall I do? You can't just go and say, no, there are no walls and everything is going and everything is flexible. This is unhealthy because this envelope is an envelope that has to be clearly defined. The clear definition of an envelope is a main, a main ingredient of a school. Every school is what is there. The, and this is an important ingredient that I know that the girls and the boys are always rebellious against. We have to try to educate them that they are able to measure up with that. It is an educational question. It's not only a question of strength that we are stronger than the, than the, than the Talmudim, than the students. We are stronger than them. And then we can impose our rules on them with an iron fist. This is not the point of a wall. The wall is a thing you have to deal with that. You have to understand, aha, I can't do that, but I want to do it. But the school doesn't allow that. That is a very essential part in the school. Very essential. Because that is the special place the school has. That is a, it's a place for, for a lot. That means that there are several people. There are not only one person there. There are many people there. And these many people, they need rules. Otherwise, it doesn't go. Like you are going, like street. So you, you, you can't drive wherever you want. Because, uh, because that would be very dangerous. You have to organize the thing. Those are rules. You have to have that. And uh, a, they have to learn that this is a part of life. It's a part of Jewish life. That there are things which are like unmovable. What shall I do? They are like walls. That's what the Moise does. Home does it in a different way. Home is not that you are coming and say we have iron rules. That's not we have iron rules uh, at home. You don't have a moisture at home which you have to do in a certain way. At home you have this thing going on in a very different way. It's a different way. When you want to educate your children that there should be a wall or things which are not moving, you have to be very careful. Because you can't create at home, according to my opinion, you can't create at home a rigid framework as it is. You can't do that. At home, it is much more uh, flexible. But, when you want to educate your children for this, this um, envelope, that there are things which are outside your realm, and not in, not, uh, they don't enter, things are not entering, there's a world outside there, you do that with that that you have a red line. It's not a wall. It's like a red line. And the red line at home has to be individual for, for every child. It has to be below where he is holding now. Yeah? I will give you an example soon. But you have to do that, that you see the child and you say, in a certain way, I have my red lines, but they are below where they are holding, not above. One of the big problems at home. So once in a while at school you have that, that the rules at school are slightly above 
the actual madrega of the of the student. So you have to be, so you have to get uh, align himself with that. You know that once in a while a school doesn't have to be on the same level as the whole. That's not that's not that, but it has to be a slope. A school can't be like this. That means it can't be a step up or a step down. That's dangerous. This is dangerous. That's dangerous. That's dangerous because that creates a conflicting message. The message of the school is here, and the message from home is here, and then this is irritating the child. That creates a problem by the child. The school can be on a higher level than the home, can also be on a lower level than the home, but it has to be a slope. That means, yeah, it's lower, but it's still in our realm, you know? But it's higher. We don't do that, but in school you have to do it. So you have to do it, but it's still... It's still in your realm. It's not something which is entirely different. I had, for example, um, when I say my children learned, uh, would be able to learn in... Uh, I speak about Chador, the Beisankov there um, was, was also like this, but I, uh, the, the actual illustration is from a boy, that makes no difference. So uh, I, I, have, I have children which they could learn in the best Chador. If you like, uh, where they learn the whole day. I have, I have children which they, they can learn the whole day. The whole day. Yeah? And they, they, were, they, they were like, they really want to learn. And I knew that from that child when he was three years old. I knew that he is an Ilu, you know. And I could send him to, to, to Meashore. It's a good trader, but like I could send him to a place of learning only. And everything outside is nonsense, you know, nonsense. That would be good for him. He would thrive. But at home, he would know that the father, when you have a, a, some medical problem or some other um, issue going on, you ask your father. So the father will not say it's nonsense. But in the Cheder, say it's all nonsense, you know. You know this Chadorim in Yerushalayim, where they say all the doctors are sandlarim, they are shoemakers, and then you pay a hundred thousand dollars for a shoemaker. Unclear to me, but that's what's happening. That's right, you know this reality. They're all nothing, all their medical people, they are worth nothing, they are worth gurnish, shumdabar. And then when things are happening, you are even taking money from Stoker and pay that shoemaker a hundred thousand dollars from Stoker. It's not richtig though. But never mind, okay? People speak like that, okay? So I could send my son there. That would be this. Or that would be that. And he would get, get a, con, a conflicting uh, message from the school and home. Then it's very bad. That's very bad. That's dangerous. Because he has to lie. He has to lie to himself. What's the real thing? Like the father says, or like the school says. Where's the real thing? That's not good. But when you have, you sent to a school which is on a slope. By my children, the school, the, the girls' school was on a slope which they were with very yeshivish families together, you know. So, uh, th- it was a slope. I don't know whether it's up or down that you can decide. But it is, it is, was different than by me at home. A lot of, a lot of friends of my, my girls were very different in, in, in certain, uh, the, the families were different. But they were on the same slope. They were, there wasn't a conflicting thing. So that's okay. And the school can demand from the children things which I at home are very, uh, are, are, I'm more liberal at home with these demands, but the school demands it will do it. It's not a it's not a conflicting message. You have to be very careful about that. Yeah, I think it's clear. But that's the school. The school has rules. 
rules which you can't which you can't bend. But the home is not like this. You don't make a home into after there are people which educate like that. There's your rules at home, and that's a dangerous way to educate in today's society, because the society is so open that the child will be open to the messages which are not like the home, and then when the home is too rigid and too demanding, the child has a very easy possibility to get out. Yeah? And that happens once in a while, Hashem is small, but you, that shouldn't happen. And that shouldn't happen. And when you would see my family, which I have ten children, and uh, and it's a, it's a interesting family. I am a big Balkishan. You you don't know that. I have ten children. I have made eleven chasanas. So I'm Balkishan. So that means uh, that it's a it's a interesting uh, uh, it's an interesting um, uh, gathering when we come together. Not everyone looks the same, not everyone thinks the same, no, for sure not. But everyone feels he's connected to the Mishpocha. Everyone. There's no, no quarreling, and even when they grew up, they were very different, but they didn't quarrel, and not the other one said, you are nothing, or you are, I'm better than you, that wasn't the case, you can be different, that's okay. But, at home, there were certain red lines, which they were lower than where the children are, not above. That is the difference between a school. A school can have like a red line, when you want to say a red line, which is above. And that is good, because it's a school. The school demands a thing which I am at home not, I am not particular about that at home, but the school demands that you have to measure up with that. That's okay. But I can't educate my own child like this and tell him, you are not holding where I want you to hold, you know. You are, in, you are beta beta and nothing, you know. And when you don't do it, uh, uh, I, will, I will teach you. Then you are in a very dangerous place by you at home. You have to make a red line, but it has to be below where the child is holding. And you have to wait. And you have to wait. And the child is going like this and the red line is here. It goes like this, it goes like this, and believe me, he will hit the red line. And then, you interfere. Only then. But then, you educated three years retroactive. Yeah, I will show you that. I grew up in, in Switzerland, and my, my parents were not through, but, but they were, they were, they were um, into education, when you want like this, went into education and it was a boucher to read comics. I wouldn't dare to read comics because my mother said, you are mentally delayed. You can't even read a book, you know. You have to look at pictures. Are you crazy? So I, that was like in my bones. I could not take a comics and look at it. So I'm not, I'm not about that. I, don't, I never read these things. But today's generation, my children, they read that. And they read comics the way you read comics, okay? I don't have to go into which comics they read. It makes no okay difference. But they, my children knew that the father is not so, uh, so happy or things like this. I don't think that is an intelligent way to spend your time. But, but they're okay. Oh, no, 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 I don't say anything. But came Leila Seder. And in comics, once in a while, when you eat a thing, there is a certain thing with... <coughs> That's the way you eat, you know, in comics. You have to say how, you, how it makes a noise. So my, so my son is there, and he eats 
the matzah, and he eats the matzah, the matzah makes like this, this noise, you know. He makes that noise. And then he makes that noise. And then he said to his brothers, cut, you see, and he made that quotation from the comics. Catastrophic reaction <laughs> from me, you know. Leila Seido, Achilas Matzeh, Achilas Mitzvah. Now you think, you see that. My children got the message. But they continue to look at comics, for sure. That's not the point. That's not the point. No, at home, that's not the point. You don't have walls. You educate that there is a thing which is outside. And then the, the child goes further, but he knows that this is not the main place where he has to be. That's the way you build a membrane at home. It's not the same thing as at school. Because at school, you have to have these rules which they are unbendable. And then the education is, how do you deal with an unbendable rule, even though you are not holding there? Makes no difference. Because I sent it to a school where I feel it is a slope. It's not something which I feel it's absolute nonsense or it's wrong. The way I explained that to you by the doctors. But that's why I laughed at the people who say, all the doctors are uh, shoemakers or whatever it is, Sandlarim, you know? That's what they say. So that's for me laughable. Because... You, you don't behave like this, you know. You, you, you can't, and then Rabbi Yosef gets sick, and you bring in a doctor, a goy, you know, for uh, $250,000. He should operate. But it's in the Alessandrarim. Was started for a few million dollars. Because it's all one big nonsense, yeah? So then I can't send to such a place. I can't. Because then the child gets a message which is disturbing and that is dangerous this is dangerous because the child doesn't know where to go you know if he then perceives the home is like Chiloni it's like a, 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 a home which doesn't care about trailer and, and, and or he thinks that uh, learning trailer is nonsense because they say such nonsense that you, you, have a, you have a contradiction going on very bad thing but when you send to a place where there is a slope even though the other side of the slope is higher than you, makes no difference. Because the child has to learn how do you deal with a wall, even though you don't like it. No, it's not my cup of tea, it's not really what I like to do, but it's an essential part in our chinuch, in our education, that there are walls, that means that there is a membrane, there is something, and thing which you don't go, you don't cross, and things are outside and things are inside. Yeah? So that, those are the two ways of a moiset, or what, how do you call it, an institution, or uh, how do you, uh, a machon, a machon, or uh, the home deals with that in different ways. Both ways are important. Both. Both. You can't rely only on one. You, perhaps you see it now. You can't, it's, it's not healthy to rely only on the home. Because the home gives the message in a very un- undemanding way. It's not demanding. Because I was, I was fine with that, that my children continued to look at comics afterwards. I didn't say, you saw Leila Seder, catastrophic, will take everything out. Zevel. No, 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 no. No, no, no. That's not the way a home educates. That's the way a merchant educates, you know. Even by Rabbi Ruchem, they were going into the rooms and looked whether there are, uh, there are uh, bichlach, you know, for sure. 
Rabbi Yochum gave a sign when there is a, a letter, all of Reis Gimel, that's a Sefer Kodesh. That means one, two, three, that's a Sefer Chol. That's what Rabbi Yochum told them. And then they got, went, made the Rashiya in the, in the, in the, that's what they did, yeah. And then the Messiah Shalom had one, two, three, and they threw it out. I think that was the case. But, uh, but, uh, 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 it, it was, it was always like they said, at home you do that. No, you don't do that. No, you don't. No, you don't educate like this at home. You don't take a thing, a voice. No, that's not a healthy way of education. But you need also a wall or a membrane at, at home that's different. But you need the other thing too. That's what gives, the machon gives this and the home gives that. Okay, that's Benegea to this envelope. Now, we have the second thing that we have to be aware that we have to take things in from our environment. It's like a healthy organism has to eat, you know? But he has to be educated, or that's what the body does, because Hashem did it to the body like this. But in our spiritual life, you have to be educated that not everything can enter. Not everything can enter. But things have to, be en- have to, have to enter. So, in, at the Moiset, the way I, I understand that, at the Moiset, this is the place of uh, Mahon, is more that you speak about that. We, in the end, we teach children in the Moiset, is it right, is it wrong, but that's what a classroom is about. You teach from here. You teach the children thinking, or, I don't know, knowledge, perhaps knowledge too. Knowledge, thinking, it is a thing you speak about. But a Mahon, which is healthy, has to speak about how to relate to the world outside. What do you take and what you don't take? Not, it is a rule, only what you take and not take. And today, we are, instead of educating our children in that, that what do you take from the world, we try to create there also a wall. We only live with walls in the Mahoney. Yeah? Only live with walls, you understand? For example, I don't want to go into that at, at all, but, but um, I am very, in, I'm very afraid of how the Jewish nation, the Frum part of the Jewish nation today, is treated in regards of the digital age, which I am not, I, I tell you, it's a big problem. It's a big problem. But you would have to educate towards that. What you do is you simply answer that, and that doesn't help. You know, your children, as much as you are close, you can close yourself, I don't know, into a bunker you can close yourself. Your children will be exposed to digital media. That's what will happen. You will, that is what I said, raising of a future generation. When you think of a future generation, you will not be able to hold that off. They will not be not exposed. That doesn't work. It doesn't work. And everyone is aware of that, you know. I only had an illustration of that. You remember, there is a, 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 there was a video, a video, the part of the film about the Chobitz Chaim. You know, the Chobitz Chaim was, uh, everyone saw it. And suddenly, all the Haredi people saw that video. Wow. It came per, per post with a dove, you know. And they, they got it delivered through the window. Ah, uh, ah, uh, no! As was 
suddenly all of the Jewish, all of the Orthodox Jewish people saw that film. Where did you see it? I saw it. Elamai, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you are exposed to that. And everyone is exposed to do that. And your children will be exposed to that. That will be very interesting. You can still say, I always thought that doesn't interest me. But perhaps your children will be interested. So what do you do then? Yeah, what do you do then? And now you say, no one has to, one has to educate. You have to educate what do you take in, what do you spit out. That is exactly what a cell does. A living organism does that. That is, you, you take things and you put it out. And you take things and you put it into your body. Same thing over here. You have to educate about that. This education takes place mostly through verbal communication at a machon. That's a very important part. It doesn't do the job entirely. It does not. Um, information and thinking is not doing the whole job. It's not. It's not. And that is the big place of a Jewish home, which a Jewish home gives this possibility of, um, of uh, uh, nutrition, what do you take in, and not the Jewish home does that through actions. That means at home you do that, you are, you are showing your children, you are working with that, you, you, what you take, and you are together with them. i give you an example, again, when you can make a Kalochoyma that when I, my, I was very much not, not about, um, not about looking at, at comics, so my, my nature, I'm a good friend, Abisol knows that, my nature is that I really can't stand that someone should tell me what to think during an hour and a half. That's very difficult, two hours, that's very difficult. With other words, I am not the type which is able to sit through a film. I can't do that. I get, it's simply, I get spilkes, you know, a hop genug from them. Enough, you know, I want to run out in the middle, you know, I can't have that someone should tell me what to see, what to think, what to smell, what to dream, what to do. Two hours, straight. Not because I'm ADHD, I am not. Only this, this is not my cup of tea. No? Okay, so my children. My children were interested in that, out of, there was a certain reason, by us at home. Uh, my daughter had a broken leg, and she needed to have a, a, a cast, you know, something like this, till here, till the hip, the whole thing, and for six weeks, then you bring home films. That's what you do. You have a child lying in bed, six weeks, what do you say? Read Monsieur de Chichon from cover to cover? <laughs> she won't read Monsieur de Chichon cover to cover. No, she needs, she, so we brought, I remember, we had a big screen, it was the VHF, something like this. You know, you have these tapes and you had to bring the whole thing. We rented that. It was a big screen and we put in that thing and there, there, were, there were films going on at home. Voila! That's it. The home is a home where film, films are present. Now that's a matter of fact. That's it. Now you can't say, oh, no, 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 no. Say, I want more. You know, that was very interesting. Say, we want more of that. So now, the question is, what do you do now? Do you know what I did? I sat with them and looked at films. I sat with them because I wanted to discuss that with them. What is good? What is bad? My wife sat with them. Yeah? Sat with them. Not I enjoy that. 
It was a part of the family. Because it was an education. What do you take in? What you don't take in from that world outside. That was an educational process. I don't think that that's the way you are educating in a home. You don't do that. You speak about it. You are going, giving verbal information. At home, you do that in action. Very important. And at home, you don't speak about Hashkofas so much. I didn't speak so much about Hashkofas in that sense that I said, Hashkofa had to hear or is, no. We discussed things. We discussed uh, the common questions on Pastor Shavua. We discussed, uh, we discussed how do you look at people. We discussed, uh, I can't tell you, we did, perhaps it just, people missed over and as the small ones, that's right. But I don't know whether LA people go on a bus. You go on a bus? So I, no, <laughs> I went on a bus. I went on a bus for example, we discussed that. Look, that's what I did. We discussed it and then you see what do you see in the world. When I go on a bus, I had to go on a bus from Yerushalayim till Haifa uh, once or twice a week. I was living in Haifa and learning, having Chavrusa uh, with Ravolbe and Ravionison in Yerushalayim. Or I was living in Yerushalayim and I went twice a week, then Motsi Shabbat twice a week. I went to Haifa because I began to have, because I had to make that. So the bus, the bus, Yerushalayim to Haifa, that's two hours in a closed environment, no opening of doors, you know. You go, begin Tachana Merkazit Yerushalayim, you end Tachana Merkazit Haifa, it takes on the clock at that time, no Krishesh, that took two hours on the watch. Two hours, you know, after two hours you are there. That's it. Okay? So it's, it's closed. So normally, when there is a long line outside, there's a long line outside, and the bus will be full, every single person will sit next to another one. That's right, because that's a mathematical rule. When there are too many people and not enough places, so every place will be taken. That's simply mathematics, yeah? So, so the pla- all the places will be taken. So how does a bus fill up? How does it fill up? To your amazement, it fills up one, 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 and everyone which comes in looks for the place which is still empty, and outside a lot of people are waiting. He will sit next to someone. So why doesn't he sit immediately next to someone? Just sit next to someone. There's a full line outside. No. Why? Because you want you. I don't know why. But in a certain I don't know why. But if in some way you, you enjoy this privacy that you don't speak to another Jew, another two and a half minutes, that's such a big present from Hashem that you don't have to interact with anyone for another two and a half minutes. You just want, don't want to give up on that. I tried it out. I was the fifth in a row, and there was a lot of people waiting. And as a fifth, I was sitting next to the guy which sits there. That's the way he looked at me, you know. Just he looked at me. What, what, what are you doing? So I told him, someone will sit here. Look outside. So I sit here. What's this for me? That wasn't such a good idea, you know. So why? You see, how this I took from the outside world in. But this was like we discussed that at home. We have discussion, and we think about that, and then the children say, I think it's like this, and they think it's like that. That will be discussed a little bit. We had our, our what to do, what to do, how to, what do you take out of a book you read, what do you take out of a film you see, that we spoke about that. That was an interaction with actions together. Yeah? At school, you more speak about 
I don't like this word hashkofes, but you speak more about like what are the principles behind. That's very important because a, a Talmud or a, a, a student has to understand what are the principles behind these things. But it doesn't do the whole job. The home has to be there too. But the home is not preaching hashkofes. I I don't think so. I am not in favor of that, that you at home should preach Hashkofas. You should interact with your children, and you should act with your children, and you should see how do I take things from out of the world, how do I relate to them, how do you do that, how can we discuss that, and it's a discussion, it's not a verbal education, yeah? So that's what it is at home, but that creates Stoffwechsel, that creates that things are happening outside, and we are thinking together, what do I take in from that, and what do I expel from that? So that is the whole. And that's the discussion, but the Moiset does it with verbal information, which gives Hashkofes, and that's very important, that by the Hashkofes you see that there are certain things which are inedible. Yeah? It's like um, rules, rules of, of, of life, or rules of uh, certain things are inedible. Yeah? And then you, you yourself know that when you give over Hashkofes, not always the students are taking that up so, so well, so, but, um, but you need that the home should also discuss that. So that's, a tricky, uh, that's a tricky situation. There is a, a certain, uh, like to say, a certain um, uh, common effort needed from home and school to instill that in the, in the students. That's what I think. Um, uh, I, I, this, those are these two the, 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 those are these two points there is another point going on when that's still interesting still interesting yeah? too much every, every, too much every, yeah? I don't know so it's too much it's okay go further there's another point which is interesting which we have to also know that Machom gives that over I would call that those are shroshim, that means like roots. Roots. Roots are things which are, which, which are not on the surface. That's not a part of my world, but it is, it is the part of my world, or it's the part of my world. Shroshim are always under the earth, non-visible. So the shroshim which are non-visible, those are the things which I know Rabbi Gordon is very well uh, knowledgeable about that, those are the things which you get from former generations. Let's say that's the thing for the for a, for a for a machon. There are things we speak about kedoyim, or we speak about uh, about uh, people which are not living now with us. They are like underneath the surface, like the shoroshim go into that realm which is underneath the surface. So how do you relate to that? What do you do there? So this is a point I want to give over because the, the home has to do that too. Only a lot of times the home, they, they, the, at home you don't really know how, how to deal with that. What do you do with these things? So I want to give uh, uh, only one point because that's an essential point by us that we have Shoroshim. We are rooted somewhere. But the point is, the, the, the difficult point is when we are rooted somewhere, a lot of times you think you have to copy what happened beforehand into the, into the today's reality. That doesn't work. Yeah? It does not work. 
That's one of the things which is very difficult with those Sipurim of the Gdoilim, that you think you have to copy them, and you can't copy them, because they were living in another area, and they were living in another time, and you can't really copy that. You have, I call that, you have to be a London. That means you have to understand what is the essence, what is the essence of that. For example, uh, my good friend Rabbi Sol spoke with me about a thing I show you how to make that in one incident, which was actual now, and that is interesting for you. I don't want to give a hesped on Rabchaim, but Rabchaim Kalievsky, he was a big masmit. That's right, he was a big masmit. Big masmit. So, but you have to understand, now it comes a thing which will surprise you. You have to understand that I don't think he was a big masmit. I don't think. You know, the essence was not the Asmode. Asmode is another thing. The essence was that he was lazy. And that's what he said about himself. I have a nature which is lazy. Oh, he wasn't lazy at all. He was lazy. He was lazy towards the world. Because by him, in his approach, there was nothing to lose in the world. There was nothing to lose. He was sitting next to the Gomorrah, and then someone walked by. And you think, well, there's something to lose. There's nothing to lose there. You know? There's nothing to lose. By us, it's upside down. Huh? We think in the world, there is everything to lose. And when you know how yeshivas learn today, you think in yeshiva, there is nothing to lose. Because when you take a vacation from two days of learning, and you learn so slowly, you come back after two days, you didn't lose anything. It's terrible. The situation is terrible. Terrible. We can't go further on like this. But that is like, I take on that big man, which he learned 17 hours. And I would throw that at you. He learned 17 hours. Then you say, okay, he learned 17 hours. What do we have to do? Perhaps he will spread that between all of us, and everyone will take 10 minutes, and then Sachakol will be 17 hours, and we were really relating to Rabhai. The intelligent way to do it? I don't think so. The intelligent way to do it is to understand what lies behind these things. And according to my opinion, behind that unbelievable Hasmoda lies that he was simply lazy. Lazy means there's nothing to lose. Yeah, I don't want to be involved. I don't want to get out of the, my, my sphere. There was nothing to lose in the world outside. Nothing. Gurnisht. Yeah? So that is the longest. And now you see, oh, that also speaks to me. In my life situation, where I am located, I don't have to learn 17 hours because of that. I have to work on that, that during my time of learning, it's nothing should be interesting. But what is? Everything is interesting for you. Everything. And you want to go out of your, of your learning the whole time. What do you need? You need concentration. I need an unbelievable effort that I should not think about anything else because it's so interesting to think about something else. But I have now to focus my mind. No. You have to be lazy. You have simply to be understand there's nothing to lose there. You have nothing to lose. What's, I understand that you with your glorious president which says all different kind of remarks which are hmm, so about that uh, so, so, so you are afraid of Putin. But Putin thinks about you? No. So why do you have to think about him? For what does it have to be? It doesn't think about you. So why do you, no, no, I have to be there's nothing to lose there. 
And that's what you do. You know, you, we don't know where the chasron will escalate it. No, not yet. But after five minutes, could be, you know, <laughs> could be another five minutes, it will escalate. So five minutes, no, not yet, you know. And then, no, not yet. That, uh, something to lose? Nothing to lose. Gurmish. Shudabalo. But we think everything is to lose in the world outside. You see, that's called shoroshim. Shoroshim means that there are people which are not in my world. They are deeper. That means those are people from former generations. And Rav Chaim was like someone with, from a former generation. There are people from former generations. What do we take out? The, source, the, the Shoroshim take nutrition out from there, from the ground. That's right. What do we take out? We have to work on that. We have to work. And it's not an easy thing. We always tell over stories that we are not aware. What happened? What is the longness? I say that. I don't know how to say it. What is this principle which happened there, which I could apply to my own life? Eh? What is happened there? What happened there? There, a school can do a lot, but you have to be equipped to do that because you have to learn how to do that. That's not the easy thing to do, but you have to learn how to do that. And the home also can do that. At home, that was the, the Shoroshin. There's not so much a big difference between the school at home, but at home also you can do that. It's a very essential thing. We shouldn't only educate for now. We have to, we have to take nutrition from former generations. But the nutrition from former generations have to fit our generation. So you can't only downgrade it. That's a very cruel way to do it. You know, it's just not 17 hours. No, it's 10. No, it's not 10. It's 5. No, it's not 5. It's half an hour of the same way as he did it 17 hours. Oh, very intelligent, you know. That's a very unintelligent way to look at things, you know. You simply take the camus, you know, take the quantity and make it smaller and then you think you applied it to your own life. Oh, oh, no, no. No, you have to take the quality and apply it to your life. What is the quality of that? So according to my opinion, when Rav said of himself that he was a lazy man, so the quality there by me was laziness. That means there was nothing to lose outside. And that's what you take. You see, that's an, only an example. You have always to think what do you take out of these former generations which were so much bigger than we are, but we have to understand what is the principle behind that, and then we can do it ourselves. That's what I wanted to say. This is the last thing is, is similar to a home that is, that is also a central part of our um, educating a future generation. So I hope that was good for you. And uh, now I will leave too, you know. I will do, I will do that what I told in the beginning. I think that was enough for now. It's an hour and two minutes. I think that's enough. Okay, thank you for listening. Hopefully that was interesting for you.